It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to episode 66, Route 66 of Wrong End of the Stick podcast with me, Zach Eaton and Skipper Jonathan Nimmer. Hello. And 66, we've made it finally. Take it takes us like a month since we last recorded, but we finally made <laughs> it to 66. That's it. We're getting there. We're, it's been 2021 so far. We're, we're crawling through the podcast. We've been busy. <laughs> Patchy at best, yeah. Patchy at best, definitely. We've been trying to organise some cricket in the background, battling red tape to keep the spirit of the game alive and, you know, doing some recce jobs on, you know, kind of parks and campuses to try and find some nets to embarrass ourselves on. But, you know, we're keeping the dream alive, aren't we? We are. Yeah, we are. We're doing our best. I mean, it's 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 annoying because our usual nets are not there at the moment. We can't use them. So, um, and trying to find other nets that we can use is a nightmare. Um, because most places, places that you could normally go to are saying no, we can't have guests because of COVID. So, yeah. do you know of anywhere of nets we can use in the Milton Keynes area? Let us know so we can come and yeah. embarrass ourselves. Uh, we we don't do any damage to the nets. We usually miss the nets when we bowl. So absolutely, you know, yeah. Fine. It's not, yeah. no, no, no danger of uh, a damage happening, so it's not it's all good. Yeah. Unless you're an observer about <laughs> Yeah, and at that point just don't stand anywhere within a hundred metres of us and you're all right, you know. Yeah. At that point you don't know where it's gonna go. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, you're you're the organised one today, which I think is always a worrying sign for myself. Um, <sighs> but you're you're the organised one in uh that you know what we're gonna talk about. You've got a bit of a an idea. Yeah. I've got a very loose plan, a very loose, loose plan. plan. Um, I mean, we never come with more than a loose plan. A loose plan is as good as it ever gets here, isn't it, on this podcast? So. But that, your loose plan is definitely a lot better than my loose plan <laughs> because I have to kind of decode my hieroglyphic handwriting to, um, to, to, to get there. But we do have a loose plan. We're going to talk a little bit about um, upcoming cricket. So New Zealand visiting um, Albion to face off against England for two tests over here, um, and a little bit about what the what what they're going to do after that. A um, little bit about Archer in, in in the squad as well. A little bit about the Ashes, and then we've got some classics around um, uh, your, your uh, the Empire Strikes Back, um, and some other bits and pieces as well, just to kind of flesh it all out. So, good bit of cricket today. We've got to yeah. talk about. Absolutely. 
So, I, well, let's start with let's start with the big piece um, and the most immediate piece, which is New Zealand, England. New Zealand, yeah, New Zealand are on the way. They are is, on uh, the way. I presume they're probably here already because they probably have to quarantine and do all kinds of stuff like that. I imagine. I don't know. I don't know how it'll work, but I mean, actually, no. Can, are England going to be? Making New Zealand quarantine, that would seem ironic, wouldn't it? Um, given New Zealand, like, <laughs> haven't had any COVID, like, ever. <laughs> and we, we've been, like, really terrible for it. So maybe they don't have to. Maybe they're just going to rock up in their gas masks and, and, you know, play for the best. Maybe. Never know. Yeah. Um, so we know that um, they're, they're going to be kicking off soon. They've released, England at least, have released their kind of squad for the upcoming test matches. Um when 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 does it all kick off, John? The first up. test is on the second of June. So they've got a couple of weeks, uh no, a week yeah, just over yeah, just under two weeks, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so the first test um is I believe at Lords, but I'm not hundred percent on that, but I think it's at Lords. And then the second test is at Edgebaston. So it's a little mini two test series. Um and then obviously New Zealand are going off to play in the World Test Championship as well. So that's mm. kind of a, a precursor to that. Good, good training for, for New Zealand for take on India. Although I suspect India might face a stern, sterner test than we will. But you know, English conditions, Jimmy Anderson in the squad. You know, what more could we want? Mm. Well, it's good to see. To obviously, you know, you're not going to go into a test at home without Anderson, um, which is good to see. Um, I'm just trying to find the list of names who we've got for this. The, the squad, yeah. So we've got, well, obviously Root is Root is in as captain. We've got Anderson and Broad um, as the sort of probably frontline bowlers. I don't know if they'll both play both tests. They might play one and one and one and the other. I don't know how it'll mm-hmm. work exactly, the rotation. But uh, Mark Woods in, in, the, in the squad as well is another sort of stalwart. James uh, Bracey, have you mentioned, you've mentioned James, James Yeah, Bracey. James Bracey is, is, is new to the, to the squad. He's young. He's only 24, I think. Um, okay. In, as, as wicketkeeper batsman, although I presume for the, the, the wicketkeeper and Bracey will be sort of backup. I don't know whether Bracey, Bracey might play one game. He might, he might just be in the squad for experience at this point. Um, but yeah, 24, he's, he's still relatively young, but good, good first class average. He's got averages about 37 in first class games. Um, got six centuries. So he's, he's, he's got the pedigree there for it. Um, it's just one of those whether he can convert that to, um, the international stage and, and the only way you'll ever find that out is by throwing him in there and it's it's always interesting I find that you'll find some like some like phenomenally good international level cricketers don't do that well at county level mm. but you'll also find some great county players that they keep trying at international level and it's just not quite Doesn't there work. never never quite mm. get there so you know you don't you don't know until until you're they're in that arena and the sort of focuses on them a little bit more and the pressure's on and, and all the rest of it so um but yeah, but he's doing really well for Gloucestershire. So yeah, it's good to good to see him in there as well. So yeah. Mm. Okay, so we've seen there's some familiar faces throughout the kind of Test squad, and I, I think there's some questions, I suppose, around some of the names. But you know, you've already mentioned a few: Joe Root, obviously Skiffer, James Anderson, Stuart Broad, Rory Burns, Zach Crawley. Good to see him still kind of showing face with Ben Folks. They're resting um, Josh Butler for 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 this Test. Few names I'm not overly familiar with. Before we get to those, Jack Lee, Jolly Pope that we've seen, um, Dom Sibley, 
hopefully has a better run of it um this time round mark wood as well for the for the for the bowling um side dan lawrence does that ring a bell yeah, Dan Lawrence. So he was in uh, again, another, another youngster, only about twenty-three, I think. But he was in um, the squads in over in India. Um, okay. So I think he's played. Yeah, so he's played five tests so far, averaging twenty-seven. So not the best, but he's made a couple of half centuries. And the thing you've got to remember is, is it, he is young and is he's played in. in um, I think he played against. Uh, Sri Lanka. So I think that was his debut when we when we were over in Sri Lanka, uh, but didn't have his didn't have the best of times in India. But then no England player had the best of times in India, and it's you know I think it's, it's a really difficult place to go to and bat. Um, so yeah, his, his his scores against India weren't great, um, but he's certainly got potential, and he did score some runs in there. He, he I think got half century um, in that India series at some point. Um, Okay. But, uh, yeah, so he's it, he's one of those that I think he's going to perpetually spend his life battling against uh, his well his life or at least his um, uh, cricketing career battling with the likes of Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley, Rory Burns, and he's sort of similar age um, to a lot of them. And yeah, I mean, I think that the general thought is that Ollie Pope will be the better player, but. It's good to have him in and around and, and see what he can do. Um, you know. mm. so, yeah. so I think for me, before we go into, I think it'd be good to have some predictions around what we think is going to happen across two tests when, you know, we even come to play in here, but also what the final outcome of what New Zealand then go on to in, in the, uh, in the world test championship after that against India. But, Want to address? I think the elephant in the room, Jofra Archer. Yeah, no, Jofra Archer. He's out injured, which is is unfortunate to see. There's talk that he's gonna he's gonna sort of got this problematic elbow, um, effectively. Um, and they had this talk of him having surgery on it. Um, I don't know. It's 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 one of those where you just really hope that he, he doesn't suffer long term with it, and this is just a bit of a you know. If he does, he gets a surgery or whatever, and, and recovers properly from it. And it's not one of those that nickels him forevermore, because there's some of those those sportsmen in, in across all sports actually that full of potential, but injuries just get the better of them, and they never quite fulfil their promise. Um, and he's sort of if if he can stay fit, he's going to be England's premier bowler for the next mm. ten plus years. Um, and, and that, that's kind of just the question at the moment is, can, can England get and keep him fit? And I think a lot of what they're doing in terms of the rotation and stuff at the moment is is to try and keep their players fitter and healthier and, you know, able to extend their careers a bit more. And hopefully they do the same with Archer and, and he gets sort of the help with what he needs to, to, you know, get back to it. So last year we were podding before the... Um around the Ashes and Archer came up in a few conversations because there was that whole controversy about um, him being able to play for England and then when he was playing uh, there was questions about whether or not we the, the England squad there's been a lot of coach changes and squad changes since then now um, but that kind of niggling sense back then about whether or not they were pushing him too far and you know was he doing mm-hmm. Was he yeah. doing too many overs back then? Is that is is what we're seeing now a repercussion of 
they're maybe flaunting archery a bit too much um, for the past it's, couple of years. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because that's um, that 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 is what we said when he first came in, and, and they were using him an awful lot, balling him in huge numbers of overs, and yeah. and we said, look, we've got to be really careful. We've got a star in our midst. So, yeah, it, right. It probably was two years ago we were talking about this, and. I hope it's not. I hope it's not as a consequence of that. I mean, you would kind of think not because there obviously hasn't been that much cricket played over the last 12 months with, with COVID and, and all the rest of it. And England have been a bit smarter since then in terms of looking after the players and rotating things. And they've come up. It, the thing is, they, England will come under criticism for whatever they do, but they've come under criticism from a lot of fans for rotating and saying, you know, well, this player did well. Why have you dropped him now? But they're doing it for the long-term benefit of, of the players and, and mm. stuff. So I, I do get that. Um, but it, it's going to be a really interesting one to see if that is kind of something that does keep going on. Um, but yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. It's not. It's just a, a one-off. Because injuries happen to everyone at, at, at one point or another. And, you know, you've got to just hope that he, he bounces back from this and uh, goes on to, you know, have a... And the thing, the, the, the one thing is though that England will be desperate to take him to Australia uh, for the Ashes um, yeah. because he is exactly the kind of player you need in Australia when the pitches are quick and you know pace bowlers are at an absolute premium. He's, well, he and Mark Wood are the only two sort of out and out, and out pace bowlers, so I think it's it's completely essential that we have him fit for that. So if he has to sit out this this summer or some of this summer to get him ready for that, then, yeah, absolutely, that's what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. What's your predictions, then? It's My two prediction. test series, isn't it? From, from it's second. two test series, yeah. Um, honestly, i probably see it going one all. I think these two teams are actually really evenly matched. It's part of the reason I really wanted these two teams to be in the World Test Championship. Oh. The other reason was because it was... Um, England and obviously want England to be there but I I, I see these two teams as, as very evenly matched I mean if you look at the, the New Zealand test squad they've got um, you know they've got some phenomenal talent in that team um, you know you've got your Kane Williamson's your, your Tom Latham's your Tim Southies, Mitchell Santner Ross Taylor there's there's you know Neil Wagner the BJ Watling there's there's a lot of really Tim Southey I don't know if there's, there's, there's so many really good top quality players in um, that New Zealand team that I just think it would have been a really interesting, you know, well, final for the Test Championship, whereas I actually think, I think India will probably win against New Zealand fairly comfortably. Although the, 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 the one thing is, it is being held in England and the one country in the world where conditions are similar to England is New Zealand, uh, on a cricket terms anyway. So mm. they will be, as prepared, their bowlers will be used to sort of similar sort of over overhead cloud and you know not not hot not super turning pitches. So it it will be a really interesting one. Um, but yeah, I, I see the England um, New Zealand Test uh, series being very close. Um, the thing is, I, I can Ken Williamson can win a game on his own. He gets in. And and you're not going to get him out. It's, it's and he's going to win that. He's going to take that game away from you. Um. So I I I see him doing that with one, but I also see Jimmy Anderson in England. He's had a fair amount of rest lately. I I see him. You mm. know, if we get the right kind of conditions and 
to be honest with you. I don't know, like the weather over the last few weeks has been a bit rainy, a bit cloudy. I mean, it's, it's Jimmy Anderson would have loved to have been out balling against New Zealand in these kind of conditions because it's just he has that ball on a string. He can make it do exactly what he wants. So that that's the bit where I think um, England. So, yeah, so I, I see it being a split series. I think 1-1. One, one. How, how do you see it, John? I, th- I think I'd have to agree. I think I think it's going to be not, and I don't want to say, I don't think it's going to be exciting cricket. I think there's going to be some conservative choices from, from New Zealand and their style and, and who they're going to pick and, you know, expose and push, you know, as a, as a prelude to, um, you know, the, the kind of test final. And I think England have a lot of kind of experience. They've also got a, a bit of inexperience and a squad that I don't think has yet proven to us that they're gelled and, you know, as a as a complete unit. So I think they'll be, you know, typical of, of kind of English cricket, a few, you know, mistakes, a few bits and pieces here. I think New Zealand finding their feet. I think Anderson taking a few wickets. I think, you know, Kane probably being a bit stubborn. I think I can see a stalemate and, and like you say, maybe one all um, seems like a reasonable thing. I do think that although India are the stronger team and the obvious favourites for the championship. One of the big things that I've noticed, and we, if we go back to the um, test with Pakistan and, and, you know, other countries from those hotter climates that come over, they do struggle. They take, and it not always struggle, you know, all the way through as we've seen, um, but it, it does enough to kind of create a little bit of a wobble. And you're right, New Zealand and England conditions are similar in, in a lot of ways. So, um, I think it will be one of those matches that could have a few kind of surprises, but I do think the end result will probably go to India in the long run. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, how India go? And I, I need to look up actually who who India are playing because I presume they must have some tests. Um, over here as well, so to to get them prepared for it. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, you would think India would have wanted to play England over here because England, and New Zealand are, are sort of similar sorts of teams. So you'd think that would be uh, the ideal preparation for them. But I don't know who they are playing. Um, but it'll be a really interesting one. I should I should have looked that up. You know, if, if I did some more prep for this podcast, you know, I'd have been I'd have been ready. I'd have been on the, on the tip of my tongue there, wouldn't it? But uh, I didn't, and I haven't. So. There you go. Um, <laughs> there we are. Um, so yeah, but that will be that will be an interesting one to see how that how that works with them and what they how, how they get on and and yeah, it'll be really interesting to watch the the uh, the Test Championship. So that that is uh, on the 18th of June. So that's uh, in about a month's time. So we'll we'll definitely podcast again before then though, and I will yep. have a full on ready to go um preview of the World Test Championship before that coming. There you go. That's my promise to you. Love that. I've prepared Absolutely love that. All the all the research and everything for that by that point. Awesome stuff. Okay, so exciting times and I think some good games of cricket, hopefully. Um Okay, right. I've got some more predictions for us to do because we've both said one all, so that's a bit of a boring prediction for us. Um Okay. So, um, two more um, predictions for you to do. Which player is going to take most wickets in the series and which player is going to get most runs in the series? 
Ooh. Do you want me to go first? Is I've just thrown that on you. I no no okay. no. I I reckon most hmm, most wickets. I'm going to say Anderson. <laughs> Literally just written down Anderson. Yeah. I tell you what then, I'm going for Broad. Because also, if Stuart Broad in form can take eight wickets before you know what the hell's happened. Mm. And so, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll throw Broad in there just for a bit of difference. I okay. reckon... Broad, sorry. I reckon Rory Burns is in for a shout. Interesting. I think, I think there's been a few... He's had some really good performances, and I think there's real potential for big scorers within that side. And there's been time for reflection. I think probably time when people aren't sure, you know, because he's been opening and, and all of that kind of stuff, and had some pretty, you know, kind of soft dismissals and, and and stuff like that. I reckon he's. It's about time that he shows up. I reckon he's going to turn up for New Zealand when it least matters. <laughs> <laughs> in typical English style, but I, I reckon he'll he'll open and he'll 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 whip out a, a stonking, you know, a couple of big scores. I reckon that's my prediction. Good stuff. Well, I'm going. I'm going for a New Zealand player. Yeah, and you definitely guess who I'm going for. It's Ken Williamson. I just, I mean, I, I love him as a player. I think he's just a brilliant player to watch, and I could watch him all day. Um, but I also think he is going to be in that mindset gearing up for the World Test Championship he's going to be in the zone and um, yeah I think he can just he can just so easily take a game away in a really controlled way that yeah I think he's going to be top scoring runner so okay. yeah, we'll come we'll come back after the series and uh, and compare yeah. that interesting good. Yeah, well good stuff um, right what else is on our list to talk about so we've got the Ashes. So they've announced that they um, they've announced some of the dates for the 21-22 Ashes uh, tour this year in Australia. So England. <laughs> yeah, we should not start. We were doing an no. Australian accent, um, an accent off before Canberra. this. Canberra. It, it did not Can- go well. So <laughs> it's going to be in Canberra or, or Canberra. <laughs> Um, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Um, I mean, it's better than us trying to put on Indian accents. I feel like that would have been worse. Yeah, than that, so. Absolutely. Aussies are our cousins. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, they, yeah. It's all good. I mean, I feel like we should have done New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, New Zealand, you just have to talk a bit like that, don't you? You're not as old. You're your vows as an Aussie. A bit more silent. <laughs> Oh dear! Right. Okay, we're going to stop mocking um, in a really awful way. Half the world. So bad. Um, so bad. Oh my god. Uh, right. So, anyway. England's yeah, England's men's Ashes tour in Australia. It's going to get kicked off again in December on the eighth in Brisbane. And for the first time, apparently since 1994, final test will be held in Perth. Um, a whacker in Perth. I've been there. I couldn't yeah. took around there when I was uh, down down under. Oh, very nice, very nice. Um, second test will be day night in Adelaide, around about 16th to 20th of December, and then a Melbourne Boxing Day test 
on the 26th. Um, Sydney are going to host the fourth test in January on the 5th and a, p- a potential decider at Perth's Optus Stadium, 14th to 18th. And the multi-format Women's Ashes will then begin on the 27th. In Now, any Aussie out there, Cam- Canberra, quickly Canberra, not Canberra. <laughs> Cam- definitely Canberra. Yeah, Canberra. Definitely Canberra. Canberra. Yeah, definitely Canberra. Not Canberra. It's not. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, between that and then me forgetting that Perth have a new cricket ground and it won't be at the Wacker. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, this is going well. This one, isn't it? So fun times. As they do. I mean, That's I feel like we're on this. I mean, to be honest, if you've listened to all of our podcasts before and you're suddenly surprised that we don't know what we're talking about, then you weren't paying attention through the first 65 episodes. I presume yeah. if you're still with us by this point, then you know what we're listening to. If this is the first time listening to this podcast and it's not for you, we get it. It's fine. Not totally. It's not for many people at all, but um, yeah. you know, if this is the kind of level of chaos and knowledge that you can come to expect from us. So. Yeah, we are by no means cricket savants at all. No, um, we're, we're, we're there to make you feel better about how much cricket you know. That's, yeah. you know. Oh, that's that's a good way of putting it. That should be our tagline tagline for our podcast. Making (laughs) you feel better about the cricket you know. (laughs) Because you can think, I don't know anything about cricket. Then you can listen to us and be like, actually, I know quite a lot in comparison to them. Yeah, yeah. they're absolutely wrong. I don't know what these guys are talking about. (laughs) Um, So, of course, so they're going to need to win the series to regain the Ashes after the draw um, in 2019. Um, so, you know, a lot to kind of play for, um, and everyone loves the Ashes. I'm looking forward to it. You mentioned some stuff around, um, the Sandpaper Gate stuff. Yeah, Sandpaper Gate's come back again, which is just insane. I don't know why, well, I don't know why, but a reporter basically, if, if you remember back at Sandpaper Gate, which was like three years ago now? Yeah. How long ago, how long? quickly that time has gone by um but when australia were playing uh south africa cameron bancroft one of their sort of young batsmen was caught sandpapering the ball in the middle of the game to try and give um their ballers an edge um he obviously got banned for a couple of years as did steve smith the captain as did david warner who was sort of said to be a, a ringleader in it as well so they all they all got like banned for a while and then i think they're pretty much all back in the squad and there now but basically cameron bancroft was interviewed by a reporter this week or last week um and he was said did the ballers know about um this happening and I, i'm sure we talked about this at the time where I, I don't see any way where pretty much the entire team didn't know what the hell was going on. I don't think you're in the dressing room like that and you don't know that that's happening or mm. going to happen. But um, he was asked, did the bowlers know? Because the bowlers have always said, all the bowlers have always said, we didn't know anything about it. Um, we were totally innocent in it. And he got asked, did the bowlers know? And he basically said, well, he, he, did, he, he was a little bit elusive, but he was like, well, you know, obviously. Um, and basically said that, yeah, the bowlers knew what was going on. He certainly inferred the fact that the bowlers knew what was going on. And then the bowlers come back and he's like, oh, no, we didn't know, we didn't know. And that's all just kicked off that whole debate again. So it's <sighs> going into it. I was like, seriously, mate, just don't answer the questions of it. But B, for, for my part, of course they knew. If there's a, if there is a, there's a plan by the team to make the ball do a lot more for the bowlers, then 
of course the bowlers are going to know that that's yeah. happening. There's just no way now that that would happen, that it was only the three of them. I'm certain we said it at the time. There was no way that was only the three of them that knew what was going on. All were in on it. The, the 100%. I would bet a huge amount of money on that. There's no way that they didn't know. So, but, so, so why talk about it? Why do, I don't know. I don't know why it's been brought up, but I mean, I love a bit of controversy, as, as you well know. Um, but yeah, this just seems to have stirred up strong feelings in 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 some people. Um, and and yeah, and and there's a lot of feeling on both sides. But yeah, I can't believe that they wouldn't know. I mean, what a numpty though, honestly. If you're like, <laughs> it's not right. If you're like, so you've just gone through this, right? You Warner Smith been banned, right? And you've all turned around. You've all apologised. You've all done your bit. You've all been slated by the cricket community and. If if it was if everyone was involved and you took that hit, then you, you kind of got to own it. Like if one of you cheated, you all cheated, but you're the ones that you know have got found out by it, right? So being asked this question, you should have just owned it and been like, "Look, what's done is done." Yeah. You know, all parties that were involved in in that kind of stuff, um, you know, have been rightly, you know, whatever, whatever. And, and just moved on from the question. Don't dob the rest of your team in and say, oh, yeah, of course they bloody knew. We were all in on it. What, <laughs> what bowler wouldn't be picking up a ball that's obviously been yeah. sand down and be like, oh, <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you bowl one ball and it's fine. You bowl the next one. Like, oh, uh, oh, right, okay. that happened then. <laughs> Come on. Didn't, didn't know I could swing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just silly. Um, yeah. But, exactly. you know, I think, I mean, it is what it is. It, what would be interesting if, I don't know how it works in these kind of sports thing, but if there was some kind of inquiry and then everybody got found out, do they have like retrospective bans in place? Like they, the they have said, like Cricket Australia have said, oh well, we're, we're going. We 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 did ask the, all the players at the time to come forward if they had any information. We're going to write to the bowlers involved just to to remind them that if they did want to, as if one of them's going to turn and go, oh yeah, by the way, I knew that was happening. I so did they can, know actually, but, yeah. But the warning came Cricket up to me and said he had some. Did you have any spare sandpaper? I just <laughs> totally forgot until you said oh, you reminded mind. me. Yeah, I was like, I, know, I was like, but yeah, that's basically the creator Australia's response. It was like, oh yeah, we we reminded them to tell us if they knew anything else. I was like, oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, oh well, there you go. So yeah, nuts, nuts it is. But um, I'm sure that will be being brought up again. And I'm sure any Brits that are going to try and get out to Australia will be taking their sandpaper or yeah. ready wave at them. Um, so throwing yeah. it on the field. Yeah, in the outfield. Of course, it should. You know, absolutely. And yeah. it's all, all a bit of pre-ashes drama, don't they? Oh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's great fun. It's great fun. And you can wind some people on Twitter are really sensitive about this, and you can mm. wind them up something rotten. So uh, yeah, that's good fun. Oh, good. Well, there you go. So exciting times. We've got the Ashes this year. We've got some cricket to keep us going in June, at, alongside the uh, the Test Championship, World Test Championship as well. Uh, later on down the line, and then the Ashes later on in the year. So, ooh, I do. I want to touch on, 
quickly, just just on a on a topic that I keep going back to. Um, and if you are a long time listener of the podcast, you will have heard me talk about this guy a few times. Um, but Hasib Hamid is a player who I've talked about um, going back a few, a few years now, and he's just had a really interesting career and and interesting, probably in inverted commas, really, for he would say. Um, but he he broke into the England team as an opening batsman. He was called Baby Boycott because he was he just really solid, really hard to get out. Um, and he broke in, and I think it was India when we, we played India in 2016. Um, did really well. Was like England thought that was because England. I mean, England have struggled since for openers ever since then. And England thought, oh, this is it. We found our opener. This is us sorted for the next 20 years. We're 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 all good. Um, he then broke his thumb, I think, towards the end of that series. And ever since then, he has just been in utterly dreadful form. On the, on the county level, he just has never re- regained his form at all. Um, and he was released by Lancashire, I think this is when we talked about it, towards the end of last year, I think it was. Um, and um, then, um, so he was released by them, and then he was picked up by Nottingham. Um, so Nottingham picked him up this year. And he suddenly seemed to have found some uh, form again. Um, so if we look at just his last sort of six innings, he scored 49, 94. He did get a duck as well. But then he got 114 unbeaten, 111 and a 53. Now, that's some serious form to the point where some people were talking about whether he should have been picked for the New Zealand test. Um for me, absolutely not. You'd leave him getting those scores and get his confidence back because he had such a really rough time of it for, you know, four years probably. Um, that it's good for, to get him some confidence. But the hope is that he has found found sort of his mojo again, and you know some of that promise that that he did have when he was when he was young because he's he's still only a young player. Um, mm-hmm. He's still got time on his side. He's still only twenty four. Um, so it'll be really interesting just to sort of keep an eye on him and see if he, he can keep that form going. And if he does, I'm, I'm certain he'll be drafted back into the England setup and providing competition for those top order batsmen because we know England have had problems there. Um, mm. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see if that uh, that continues. So yeah, good luck to him. More talent, more yeah, more talent coming in. Um, yeah, and hopefully, kind of gets over that barrier and, and gets some confidence back. And, yeah, that sounds yeah. really good. Promising yeah. stuff. Yeah, so he's another one. We'll just keep checking in on every now and again just to see how he's getting on because, uh, you know, I'm a fan, fan of his on, on, on the podcast. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, okay, should we lighten the lighten the mood a little bit? <laughs> yeah, because we've been so serious to this point, mocking so, the world So accent. serious. <laughs> um, right. Bit, bit of the umpire strikes back, maybe. Umpire strikes back. Yes. You reckon uh, you've got a good one? I I think I've got one that is definitely going to um, beat you. I don't I don't think you're going to get it. I think it's a tricky one. It's one when I read it, I was like, oh, I'm not sure what to do with that, and I thought of an answer, and I was wrong. So, um, yeah, I I think this is a I think this is a good one. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Well, um, then you go first. Sorry, I was trying to find some good sound effects for it. I can't find sound effects. So I'm, 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 I'm lining up my um, my yeses and noes. So, right. Okay. Umpire Strikes Back. So this is where we give each other a umpiring scenario and ask them to 
give their best guess on what um what they should be doing. So um and this one. Um a ball is um batsman hits the ball and it's going towards the boundary. Um it stops just short of where the boundary was. Um and a youngster on watching um a young spectator hops over the boundary, picks up the ball, throws it back to uh, the fielder that was running towards it. Um, and um, he's, it basically stops them getting an extra run. So they get two runs instead of three. Or you would think they would have got three if the right. United field had to run all the way back to get there. What do you do? How many okay. runs? What is happen- What? Yeah, what happens there? What do you give? Okay, so ball's on its way to the boundary, but it does stop short. Youngster throws the chasing. Yeah. Basically, yeah, throws it, throws it back to to the fielder and uh, gives them yeah. an edge. Okay. Ooh. Now I might be completely wrong here, but I feel like that level of interference, irrespective irrespective of runs, would they would have to replay that whole delivery. So I don't know if that'd be called a no. No ball, or, or or what it would be called, but I have a feeling that that everything that happened in that last, you know, after that last delivery to to that point where mm. someone has come onto the field and interfered with the game, play would stop until, you know, they're obviously off, and they just re replay that delivery. I have a feeling that's that that to me is what makes sense because you couldn't. You can't award the other team runs just off the back like that. You can for obstructions, but this is interference. So I think the fair thing to do would just be to do it again. Maybe. Yeah, that's, I'm sticking that. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Ah, you are ah. incorrect. By a long um, way, it sounds as well. So effectively, well, you, you've half got it right. So effectively, what the umpires would do is it would signal a, ball, a dead ball when the, when the, they touches it. So in order to make sure yes. that it can't be a run out, uh, you've got to stop it there because otherwise you could throw it back and technically you could run somebody out and that that's not going to be fair. Um, and then effectively, the umpires between them decide how many runs would likely have been scored and give oh, wow. them that amount of runs and uh, yeah and, and that, wow. that's so if they think it would have been fairly clear they would have got an extra run they just give them that run and be like yeah alright have a word with the lad and tell them not to run on the pitch anymore but uh, yeah and that's what they would do so they would work Sur- okay surprisingly common sense led um, yeah but there you go yeah, yeah I told you that was a tricky one I was with you I thought it would just be you know Called, called off. You can't, can't have that. So um, yeah. yeah. But there you go. Interesting. Well, I suppose up until the point that they interfere, everything's fair play, isn't it? So I yeah. guess yeah. yeah, that's fine. And then they just try and figure out the difference. Right. Well, there you go. I stand corrected. That was a good <laughs> example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ready for yours? I'm ready for mine. Yep. Bring it on. Okay. So last couple of balls of the game, right? Last two deliveries, bat inside need four to win. Last two balls. Sorry, what was that? The bat inside? They need four four, four runs to, four win. to win. Yeah, yeah. Two balls left. 
Yeah. Only two wickets remaining. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I, I feel tense. And all you've yeah. done is describe the situation to me. I feel tense already. I, it is a tense situation. I love it. Yeah. The striker top edges the delivery high into the air. Yeah. Sets off for a run. Yeah. Which will bring the, the, the better batsman basically to the striker's end. Yeah. However, the wicketkeeper gambles and lets the ball drop where it strikes middle stump. Right. From, from the air. Right. Yeah. The fielder, the fielders say the striker is out bold and the number 11 should face the final delivery. What now? Oh, that's a how, great How good start. is that one? I know. So nobody else touches the ball. So it comes off the, bat, the striker's Top back edge. and mm-hmm. it comes back and hits his own wicket. It doesn't hit the other, other side wicket. It hits his own wickets. Yeah. Um, you see, for me, gut, gut instinct says that's just outballed because if if you just if you, you effectively if you chopped it on if you if it just comes off the inside edge of your bat and goes onto into your wickets that's out. To me, that's the exact same scenario. The fact that it's gone higher in the air it doesn't make any difference. So for me, that's outballed. I, I and I I feel like that's wrong. I feel like that's too obvious, but that's what I think and that's what I'm going to say so yeah I think that's out bold that's what I'd be giving anyway out bold yeah do you want to do you want to tell me I'm wrong <laughs> so the answer is the non-striker is returned to his end so you're wrong the new batsman takes strike had there been a run out then the new batsman would not be on strike. But as it is, the original batsman is out. Oh, you're right, it is out bold, yeah. So. <laughs> I was going to say, so it is out bold. It oh, is right, out sorry, bold. I, the answer was, in fact, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise that there was more to the question than that. I thought it was just what, what it would be. So, oh, so, so had they not crossed, was that the... In fact, no, it doesn't matter, yeah. Well, doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't so, matter. yeah, you're, no, you're right. So you're, you're coming about... It's it's just off the top. Of it. It's just it's done. The length of time that the ball is in the air is of no consequence. So it would the, the verdict would just be out bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We got there in the end. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that for a win. Yes, because yeah, that made sense to me. But I just I felt like there was more to it. But yeah, the more to it was whether you'd allow them to. It's all red herrings. Back. Yeah, I would think not. Yeah, no, yeah, it's all good. Good times. There you go. There yes. you go. Well, I think that That's a pretty good long podcast, actually. Yeah. I mean, for no, pretty much no prior planning at all. I, we did <laughs> I mean, we never had well. any prior planning, so uh, people are used to it by now. Um, well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. If you would like to get in touch with us, give us something to talk about or just to tell us how wrong we are or, or anything, really. Um, you can find us uh, most commonly on Twitter at uh, Wrong End Podcast. We are also on Instagram at Wrong End Podcast. Uh, or you can email us at wrongendofthestickathotmail.com. Um, please leave us a nice, lovely five-star review wherever you do listen. Tell your friends. Just, yeah, that's a challenge for you. Go and tell your friends about us. Even if they don't like cricket. So neither do these guys. These don't know what they're talking about. Just go and, you know, listen, listen to them. Yeah. And um, that would be very helpful for us. Um, and we will see you probably in maybe two weeks' time. A week, two weeks. Week, yeah. two weeks. It depends. Be-
knowing, knowing us, knowing how organised we are, it'd probably be two weeks time. Maybe yeah. we'll come back between the two New Zealand tests and see how that's going. <laughs> Never know. Never know. <laughs> but thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Bye. Bye.